Welcome back, boys Boom. and girls. Oh. I thought. No, I think that added to it. I was making an explosive, an explosive oh, cool. noise while uh, you were saying. So let's try that again. Welcome Boom. back, boys. Oh, should we do it at the same time? Yeah. Okay. All right. One, two. Wait, you're counting. Hang up. on a sec. What are you counting up to? Uh. I, I, I was going to go uh, one, two, three. I forgot now. I got a notification from from GarageBand as I as we were saying this, and it was like, it like shut off my feedback or my uh, my monitor, so it could give me a notification. Now I'm lost. So let's just let's just let's just nix the whole thing we were trying to do. Welcome back, boys and girls, uh, men, women, children, uh, old people, uh, two bearded two bearded boys, two bearded mountain men. Yeah. Uh, in a non-homoerotic setting, um, uh, as far as we know, I mean, it could go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, Darren is always hinting at the fact that I might be gay on this podcast, so I I do... No, I've said... No, that's not true. Now, I'm, I'm hinting that you're bisexual, not that you're gay. I just... I do wonder why you hit that so hard all the time. Well... Because I want you to feel accepted, Jake, wherever you go. I know you have a girlfriend. We all know you have a girlfriend. But, you know, we don't know if you swing both ways. Well, that's true. You don't know. Darren, I'm. What's up? I'm in the basement for one last episode. Uh, heading back this week. It's been a it's been a good long ride. Uh, I won't have this like furnace right behind me when I record anymore, so I'm sure the listeners will miss that. Well, the acoustics in your basement are still pretty top notch. They're pretty good acoustics. You don't have much to other than the furnace. You don't have much to like uh, re- reverb in there. Yeah. You know? The other than that, or how you can hear every step that someone takes upstairs, or when the dogs start barking, or when water's yeah. going through the pipes. Other than that, it's just solid. That is true. Uh, your dogs are cute little cute little puppers. Uh, they do go crazy, though. Yeah. They- <laughs> Both times they came over, they were like, hey, who the fuck are you? And they like they held a knife out, and they are like, give me your money. And then you came down, and you were like, hey, whoa, 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 Charlie, stop. And then uh, and then I was like, oh, yeah, sorry. Hey, Darren, sorry. just please don't dox my dog. Don't dox my dog's identity. No, your dog, like I, I said before, I prefaced this by saying your dog is a very good, both of your dogs are very no, good No, but boys. you're doxing him by saying his name. Oh, sorry. What are you? What are both of your dogs' names? We can bleep them out in the in editing. Jake and Darren. Okay. <laughs> so I was very wrong about even it's naming Oscar it. It's Oscar and Charlie. Uh, Charlie is just the craziest little dog. Uh, he's like six months or something, maybe a little bit older than that now. And every time I come downstairs, he'll like freak out and jump up on me. I. I'll go into the garage and then come back out and he'll come running over because he heard the door open. And it's like, hey, is that who do you think who do you think opened the door? The guy who just are went you, out here? Are you mad about that? Or are you <laughs> No, he's just crazy. You... Okay, because I do the same thing whenever I see you. <laughs> That's true. Darren so... does like to 
Darren, especially if I'm wearing a new shirt he hasn't seen before, he'll chew on it. Yeah. He gives little teethies in there. My little two two florinos. Uh, yeah, I uh, I I do get excited. It's good to know that you're not you don't dislike it because that would be that would de- that would deter me from doing it in, again in the future. But I didn't think there was anything that could deter you. That's good. No, that's good no. that you told me this. Just really detergent uh, will deter me. Um, anything else, I'm pretty good about. Uh, I do not like detergent. Uh, everyone Jake who's knows. seen Darren in public knows this. Anyone who's smelled him. Uh, yeah. Jake knows this. Jake uses it as a tactic. I didn't want to disclose this to him, like, until pretty... Uh, ever, really. And then, <laughs> you know, like, two years into our friendship, he brought out some detergent, and he turned around and... Because he was talking to me, and he brought out some detergent, and he say something like... Yeah, I think we're going to go to... And then he turned around, and I wasn't there. I wasn't in the room. And was just a, he was like, a, what a happened? a cloud outline, a dust outline, where Darren had been. Yeah. And uh, and that was how Jake knew that I just had... That's the only thing that deters me, is detergent. Um, he was doing the dishes. So, kind of good for me, because I never get dish duty. That's uh, true. At the house, but um, also kind of bad because I mean I can see I can see the stink lines coming off of your clothes from here. Yeah, I have to use if I can find it. I have to use uh, pure sage or mint whenever I wash my clothes. I can't use any sort of detergent. Um, What's weird is Darren will use a tied to go stick and just do it on his entire shirt. He'll just yeah. he'll just tied to go his entire shirt. It takes one stick per shirt for him to do his laundry. Yeah, because ble- bleach is okay, but detergent is not. Laundry detergent is not. Because, uh, yeah, I would just melt. I don't know. I actually don't even know what would happen if I touched <laughs> detergent, but I w- I'm pretty sure I would melt. Yeah. Um, it's not worth taking that risk. Yeah, people have told me I smell like prison gravy, and I didn't know what that meant. Um but uh yeah i do you know I, now do i know now yeah. no i don't know what it means oh, okay. i don't i still don't know what prison gravy is uh it's gravy in prison oh okay are you sure uh no okay okay uh there there's another prison creation that i think you kind of smell like uh and it's actually something that we talked about before our star wars showing uh if you know what I'm talking about. Does it start with a J? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think we know. I think everybody knows. I smell like that, so you can get high off of So being around me, you can get high. Yeah. Uh, Darren. Because that's all it takes. <laughs> How was your week? Uh, Jake and I were briefly talking about our weeks before logging on to the old uh, cast. Um... I don't know. My week was pretty standard. I got got some work when I came back. Uh, I um, yeah. I mean, it wasn't that it wasn't that crazy, really. I worked up in the mountains in Ventura, and as I was driving up to my workplace on the two ten, which is like my favorite highway in California. Uh, Not the one hundred one. No, fuck the one hundred one. Not the ten. No, the ten, the ten's okay in some spots. 
I like the five too. If I'm picking like an inner city highway to go on, I'm gonna choose the five. I like the PCH. PCH is nice too. That is very nice. Uh, but they just get really congested. The reason I like the two ten is because like me around it's very cats. scenic, huh? Like me around cats, they very congested, and turned off. Yeah, Jake is <laughs> Jake's detergent is cats. Uh, he has not seen the movie as far as I know. I. Um, I can't, I can't, I won't watch the movie because the trailer turns me on too much and I can't, yeah. I can't be like that in public. Yeah. Jake's, Jake's had a couple close calls with the law, uh, for being, as he says, like that in public. Um, so the cats trailer we've decided just is a no go. He started watching it and I had I I then had to leave the room. It was like almost a, it was almost like cats was the detergent for me. <laughs> you know? Uh turns out it was just Jake turning into a uh a um sexual dynamo <laughs> and uh I didn't want to be a part of it. Anyway, I was driving on the 210, and the reason the 210 is my favorite is because it is very high up for most of the part, most of the time. So like you're looking down into a into the valley, uh, and it's really nice, and there's mountains surrounding you, and nobody really uses it. It's pretty. It's like I would say. On average, it's probably the least congested freeway in California. So. Anytime Google Maps like use has it as an option to get somewhere and it says like, you know, five minutes slower or something, then I'll usually take it anyway because it means I can like cut I can just speed and <laughs> cut uh, the time. But this but like one of the days I was up on the piece on the two ten, uh, there was a car that I just like passed that was just like spun in the opposite direction on the side of the road and this guy was just sitting and the guy was just like sitting in the car and i was like oh my god is he okay and i think he was because he was just kind of sitting there looking like really not like he was hurt but it just kind of like he was inconvenienced he was just kind of like huh <laughs> like <laughs> he seemed a little confused by what just happened uh and in front of him was a semi-truck uh, that I assume probably spun him out or he spun out because he tried to do an evasive maneuver. Anyway, um, yeah, that's been my week, Jake. Uh, I don't really have anything interesting besides that, so go on with your week, please. All right. Uh, it was also a pretty standard week at home. Uh, my grandpa took my aforementioned girlfriend and I out to lunch today, which was very nice. Went to the White Chocolate Grill. Uh, I've never been there. I've never even heard of it. It's it's just a really nice, fancy restaurant at the Park Meadows Mall. What? Yeah. I love white chocolate. I didn't get any white chocolate. It was just the... God. I know. Damn it. They should, they should bring some with the checks, I think. Fuck! Uh, Darren, it's okay. Ah! No, Darren, it's fine. I, I, it's, it's fine. You, you didn't get any fucking chocolate at a place called White Chocolate Grill? No, I got a lot of other food. I was full. And my mom made cheesecake. What? So you, so you just, so you order, what, fucking steak? What'd you get? I got a barbecue bacon burger. 
You, oh, you you think you're a fucking tough guy, huh? No. That's what fucking people who think they're tough order. And then they fucking... And then usually, afterwards, they'll get the fucking white chocolate if it's the name of the damn restaurant. You ever been to Cheesecake Factory and not eaten cheesecake, Jake? Yes. Let's... I'm gonna call you... Oh, oh. It's the Cheese Jake Factory now. Okay. Episode title... There we go. Uh, yeah. It's a joke that I made that can also make Jake happy because it has his name in it. And Jake is always mad when I pick uh, episode <laughs> titles as uh, quotes from myself. No, but you always say, you anytime you're like, oh, that was our best joke. It's always a joke that you made. That's because, I, well, I, I'm, <laughs> I, I mean, prove me wrong. <laughs> we have, okay, look, Darren, I don't, I don't want to get too, I don't want to get too behind the scenes in all this so but yeah uh i i took quebec quebec's one of my favorite streets uh anytime google maps suggests i take quebec i just always do um it's not as cool because it's not a freeway uh that's true but it's a long street it's real long uh it goes all the way into stapleton yeah the i believe the like technically the gay district of colorado that has, I think the gay, I think that, I'm serious, I think Stapleton has the highest gay population in Colorado. Do you think they, mark, it markets itself as the gay district? <laughs> yeah. You think that that's the term that they would like to have used? I've heard it referred to as Gapleton. Huh. I'm looking up gay district Denver. Uh, I'm sure, uh, um, what's the fucking... What's the part of Denver that's really rich now that has, uh, it's like right by, it's right outside of Denver itself. It's across I-25. Highlands? Highlands. That's, that might be another contender. Uh, it's just a bunch of gay bars came up, so, uh. Oh, well. Maybe. Anyway, go on with your story about the street. Uh, no, that was all. Uh. I, oh, cool. I was just I was just riffing on what you said earlier. You're just j- joshing and jazzing. Yeah. Uh, that's oh, but then I saw. I saw a headline today that I, I thought was I wanted to make mention of, and it is going to bring up, one of our favorite topics on this show, which I'm sure Darren you can figure out what it is. Uh, let me just let me just uh read the quote. This is the headline. Mark Hamill quits Facebook saying Mark Zuckerberg values profit more than truthfulness. And if, like, there's one phrase that I could apply to the new Star Wars movies, it's that they (laughs) valued profit over truthfulness. (laughs) But that's not Mark Hamill's fault. (laughs) Why didn't he quit the movies? I mean, that's true. I think he was. Well, I think he. Well, I think he was contracted into the movies rather than Facebook. Just seems a little bit hypocritical. Yeah, contracted I mean, because he wanted money. Yeah, he well, he wrote... He, I'm sure he signed on to the contracts, the Disney contracts, because they offered him a fuck ton of money. Okay, there's two factors to this. One, he was on a contract. Two, they were paying him a fuck ton of money to be in those movies. Profit over truthfulness. Yeah, but he probably... I'm sure he thought that... He signed those before the first movies started. So I'm sure he probably thought those movies were going to bring some truth to the story of Star Wars. 
Oh, do how long ago? Okay, Jake's uh, recorder died. I'm just gonna fill time right now. Um, so yeah, I I think Jake's fucking argument is stupid because uh, Mark Hamill isn't getting paid a dime by Facebook. In fact, it's probably good that good for him for fucking getting off Facebook because like it's just a lot of it's just toxic now. I mean, I don't know. I feel like we use that word too much, but I try to only use Facebook for memes now. And I hope that, uh, I'm just, I'm sure he could have written into his contract that like he could have taken less money to have, like be able to opt out or something, but he decided to take the biggest contract possible, and he decided to make these shitty. But movies. he also, but he also believed profit over truthfulness. He also believed in the last movie more than the last Jedi. So that's evident that he wanted to stay on board. And like, how are you going to turn down like however many fucking millions of dollars they offered him? You'd be crazy. That's profit over truthfulness. That's not my whole it's point. Like, You're making my it's point not for the same me. Thing. And then you say I have a bad argument. It's not argument. the same thing either. Like, Mark Zuckerberg was fucking selling people's information for money while Disney just made a fucking movie we didn't like. <laughs> it's not the same thing, Jake. It's profit over truth. Jake, your argument is invalid. My head is a bird. To quote uh, Darren, should we get into to some quote reviews? Nick Cage? Uh, I just want to say I've been listening to a lot of Limp Biscuit lately, and uh, I think that uh, I honestly think Fred Durst. Wait, wait, is this true? Yeah, it, weirdly, yes. Uh, I think Fred Durst might be actually a genius in dis- disguise as a as Fred Durst, um, because the fucking aesthetic of those videos is so bad and all the music is so bad that i think it carries over as like the perfect meme for generations i just wanted to make this point uh this is this is pretty funny because yesterday i had a conversation with my girlfriend i I have been i don't think i would recognize any limp biscuit songs just from sound you know uh like, you could put on so many songs, and I wouldn't be able to tell you if it's Limp Biscuit or not. I think you would be mistaken, Jake. Uh, there's, like, they have a definite sound. It's it's a Fred Durst, it's a Fred Durst type voice, uh, rapping in sometimes high pitch and sometimes dad I, yells. I don't know. Have you ever heard Limp Biscuit? I don't know. I'm sure I have, but that's what I'm saying is I don't know what their sound is. I don't know what a Fred Durst-type voice is. Oh, God. Well, you need to listen to more Limp Bizkit. Uh, I'm just saying that... So I've been writing this... I've been writing this series that I want to make. And one of the jokes has Limp Bizkit in it. So I was like, what's the perfect Limp Bizkit song for this joke? So I did some research, and I, that's how I got into this rabbit hole of Limp Bizkit. And it turns out they're all perfect. Most of them, yes. I mean, some of them are not, because some of them... They, they remade... Okay, they... <laughs> they covered the song Behind Blue Eyes by The Who. Uh, did you know this? No. Yeah, it's... Uh, not good. Anyway... Fred Durst? Fred Durst was the kid in uh, Princess Bride, right? Yeah, that was him. That was Fred Durst. 
Fred Savage was the singer of Limp Bizkit. But he has a Fred Durst type voice. Darren, I was trying to make up a, a joke where he was both that actor and... Uh, Jake, you gotta roll with the punches. Darren. In the words of Fred Durst, keep rolling, 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 rolling. What? Keep rolling, rolling. Oh, is that? Is that <laughs> Yeah, Limp that's Biscuit? Limp Biscuit. Oh, I've heard that song. Yeah. Breathe in, now breathe out. Hands up, hands down. Back up, back up. Tell me what you want to do now. Darren, let's get into reviews. Just saying. If you don't love me at my Durst, you don't deserve me at my West. That's a meme I saw. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, I think this episode has been long awaited because we need to talk about Parasite. Because the Oscar... I think that's yeah. more important than any fucking movie we would have seen on this like very slow time of the year for movies because this is it's not there's so many this is literally the slowest time of the year for the mo- for the movie business there are so many big movies out right okay now. yes there are but i think are any of them as important as the conversation we need to have about the oscar the oscar nominees for best picture yeah darren well then the grudge then review the grudge for me jake I haven't seen it yet. God damn it. You're just you're just playing devil's advocate now. Okay, Oscar nominations. They just came out uh, as of this recording today. Let's just do Best Picture. Uh, I won myself $10 is all I was going to say. Yeah, because you betted uh, that uh, Adam Sandler would not be nominated, right? Good. Yep. Yeah, I, I felt the same way. I did not. I was like, there's no way he's going to get fucking nominated for this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's, so let's talk about the best picture nominees. Uh, we have Ford v. Ferrari. We have the Irishman. We have Jojo Rabbit. We have Joker. We have Little Women. Marriage Story. 1917. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and the one that we should all be tying it together for, Parasite. I What is that one? Uh, I've seen all the other <laughs> ones. So, uh, I have not seen The Irishman. I need to. I haven't plugged in. So, in in an attempt to stay focused on the series that I want to write and like start making, I have not plugged in my PlayStation since I've gotten back from Colorado. Um... So I really need, I know I need to watch The the Irishman because I'm told it's very good, uh, but I have not seen it. I have also not seen Ford v. Ferrari, which is another movie I want to see because it just looks good. Um, I haven't seen Little Women, also looks pretty good, kind of looks a little boring, but still pretty good just because, I don't know, I don't really know what it's about. Um, Marriage Story also looks pretty boring, uh, but, you know, I'm told it's, I'm told all these movies are good. 1917... Looks very good. Uh, I walked in on my friend as he was watching it um, on his on his TV, and I saw the end, like the big pivotal emotional moment before <laughs> anything else. So it's kind of ruined for me, but I still want to see it all the same. Uh, all the other movies, I believe both of us have seen. You've even seen probably more now. Uh... I've seen Little Women, Joker, Jojo Rabbit, Parasite, and Once Upon a Time. Okay, I thought you would have seen 1917. 
I think I'm gonna see that. I would like to see it too. I'm told it's 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 really good by everybody. Um, we uncut gems. I don't think was nominated. Nothing. Yeah. And Adam Sandler has made a threat that he is going to make the worst movie on purpose if he doesn't get a nomination for Uncut Gems. Is that was that true? I saw. Yeah, it's on. Ha- I saw that quote, but I wasn't sure if that was. It was Howard Stern. He he said it on Howard Stern. Well, uh, was Uncut Gems of that movie? No, he 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 said, <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> Uncut Gems. <laughs> Did you see it yet? He said he. He said, if I'm not nominated for Best Actor, I'm going to make a bad movie on purpose. And then he was in Uncut Gems. I think he, well, so I'm just asking if that's the Did movie. you see Uncut Gems, Jake? Or if it was it just an accident? Was that movie's quality just accidental? Did you bad? see it? Did you finally see it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you want to, we, I think we should talk about both Parasite and that. And then if you want, you can give a brief review of Little Women. Um, just, or you can spoil it. I mean,. I don't even know if I'm gonna see it. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on your on your take on it, um, what I think it's been very anticipated on this podcast that we talk about Parasite. So I'm wondering if we should save that one for last. Okay. Let's talk about Uncut sure. Gems. You know, you do your review of Little Women first, and then we'll get into it. Little yeah. Women. I I won't say too much. Uh. I mean, it's like a it's a romance story. So when you know that going in, I think that that tells you. I think if you like romantic movies, it tells you a lot about whether or not you're gonna like this movie. They're not my favorite. I think that sometimes they're a little slow and like, the, the like tension or the conflict in them is, like lacking at times. I think. And Little Women definitely had some moments of that. But overall, I think it was a very good movie. I think. The acting across the board was excellent. Uh, just a bunch of huge names. I think that, like, just aesthetically, it was gorgeous. Um, it was a lot funnier than I expected, which I don't know why. Like, Greta Ger- Gerwig has made funny movies. You don't uh, know why she's made funny movies? No, no. I don't know why I didn't expect oh, okay. what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, so... It's, I mean, I don't think it'll be your favorite movie. I think you would like it if you saw it, uh, which is the same way I feel. Like, it's one of those movies where I can watch it and enjoy it and still realize, like, I'm not the direct audience for this movie. This is, like, my mom would watch this movie and love it. Yeah. I think... Uh, I have... I think that and it looks like 1917 are, like, polar opposites of each other. 1970 is this, like... Yeah. <laughs> it's this fucking, like, it's a war! Get your brother! And then this is like, um, it's a, it, well, it's a romance. I don't really know how to do an impersonation of the f- vibe of this movie. <laughs> Jake did it the best. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it was just really well executed. I enjoyed it a lot, especially given what it was. So I'd give it like an 8 out of 10 probably. Good. Uh, yeah, I mean, the acting, like I said, all those actors are just incredible. Uh. Laura Dern did a great job. Always nice to see Laura Dern show up somewhere. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's yeah. always. I'm always glad. I'm when always she's glad to see Laura Dern in movies. Always. Yeah. yeah. Always. Always. Every time. But some people don't agree with that. Uh, is there a movie that 
Are you not picking up on this? What are you talking about? Laura Dern was in Last Jedi, and she was a pivotal point of everybody's argument against that movie was the fact that she was in it. Yeah, well, those people are idiots. (laughs) (laughs) I don't give a shit what they say. Uh, Yeah, so 8 out of 10, good movie. Uh, Should we move on to... Let's talk about Uncut Gems. Uh, Should we... Do you want to... Should I read our text exchange? (laughs) Oh. I thought it was very funny. Uh, Yeah, sure. Here, you can read my part and I'll read your part. Okay, I'm going to do an impersonation of Jake. Um, Hey, uh... Uh, How can you have a movie called Uncut Gems with a bunch of Jews in it? Duh. I thought it was the carrot that got cut, not the gems. That's that's the whole exchange. I just thought it was a fun back and forth. Yeah. Uh, Jake definitely sounds like an anti-Semite now. I just want to put that on record. Um, how do I sound like an anti-Semite? <laughs> I don't know. Just For some reason, the phrase a bunch of Jews just makes you sound like an anti-Semite. <laughs> that's what you call people who are Jewish. Well, okay? you're going to face a... Big Twitter explosion over this. And Jews cut the foreskin off of their penises. Not themselves, I don't think. I've never I've never been to a, a brace. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure how it works. <laughs> I I believe I believe you're not far off. If you're if you're wrong, you're not far off. Um Alright. Um so, Uncut Gems. Why don't you go first, Darren? So, I never got a chance to, like, officially review this movie. I kind of anticipated this to be another lighthouse type of movie, like, type of experience, where I enjoyed it and Jake did not. Um, I think that uh, Adam Sandler did a good job. This is probably his best dramatic performance, if not his best performance in a, in any movie. However, walking out of this, I was not convinced in any way, shape, or form that he should receive a um, Best Leading Actor uh, award. I was like, I would be surprised if he got nominated on, you know, let alone an award for it. So, um... I didn't think it would be nominated for Best Picture. I would have been very surprised. It's just not really up the Academy's alley. It was really messy and frantic. It was. It felt frantically cut together. Um, and it was pretty messy, but overall, I think that helped the narrative uh, that it was going for because it didn't seem like the leading character's life was all too organized to begin with. And I think that the cutting and the story of the movie was a compliment to that. Uh, that's those are my thoughts. Those are my initial thoughts. So Jake is going to give you the curveball right now. What? I don't think it's a curveball. I think it's pretty clear how I felt about. This I think movie. so. I, I didn't really like any part of it. I didn't. I didn't care about a single character. I thought the acting was fine. I thought, uh, like, I mean, like you said, 
Adam Sandler did a good job, but like you said, he basically just played Adam Sandler. I, it wasn't like anything revolutionary. He didn't, he didn't even have very much range in this role. He was just mad the entire time. Basically, it was just him yelling "fuck you" to a bunch of people. Like, so, like he did a good job. That's fine. The I didn't care about the characters. The story, it was like. I was both like I was a little bit confused at times because there's like just so many. He's just like getting handed bags of cash, and I'm like, who is this money from? Why does he have this? He's just going to different places, like, and then. It's just the the entire movie is scenes of someone threatening to beat him up, and then family scenes where things go wrong, and then the same people are like, "Okay, but you actually better have my money this time." And it's just like it's just so predictable. It hits the exact same beats over and over. Like, oh, a big tough guy comes to get his money. A big tough guy comes to get his money. A big tough guy comes to get his money. And I just like I stopped caring at some point because it's like, yeah, he's gonna. Spoiler, he's gonna, he's gonna die. Like, it's just so obvious that that's what they're setting up for. And that's just such a cynical take on all of this. And, like, I didn't like the way it was shot particularly. I didn't, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't get what the buzz is about this movie. I, yeah, I understand that. It, like I said, it, it's a mess. But I think, I don't know. Have you seen Good Time, the Safdie Brothers' first movie? I think ultimately, I don't think I don't know if it was reviewed as well, uh, but I did like Good Time better than. Um, I think Gems. if th- if this movie, if this was their first movie, or if this was by a like director who hadn't done Good Time, I don't think this movie would get any of the buzz it's getting. I think because they're seen as like little indie darlings people are like oh no it's actually it's a cool indie movie it's got adam sandler in it like it just seems like they're forgiving so much of it because they made good time yeah that could be the case i mean i don't know i i I genuinely did enjoy it though i I did think it was a fun movie uh because it was pretty on on the edge of your seat i did not agree with the casting of the fat jew in the movie uh just because that dude's Kind of the Carlosman. Wait, who was he? He was he played a very small role in the dinner scene. It was very unimportant, but they obviously just threw him in oh, so that really? people would be like, "Ha ha, it's the fat Jew." But he's kind of the Carlos Mencia of the internet. Uh, yeah. So I thought that was weird, but I'm sure he's just friends with the I didn't directors. I he was in it. Yeah. Or something like that. This movie has like 90% on Rotten Tomatoes with critics. And I don't I don't think a year from now anyone will talk about this movie. I don't think this movie's going to have any cultural impact. Uh I wonder about that. I think when people look at Adam Sandler's career, they're going to see this as a highlight in his career. Um I think that uh I don't know. I mean, it's definitely like it's a style of film that I could appreciate it because it was a new style of film that these guys were going for. And it kind of showed something about it just felt more realistic. Like, I think Good Time is a lot more frantic and 
it feels more realistic uh, than this movie even. But I think even more than that, in good time, what you get at the end is this like really good image of what they're trying to put together. And it makes... It just makes a better story than Uncut Gems. But at the same time, I think that uh, Uncut Gems was really good. I expected it to kind of be an art house thriller regardless. It's nowhere near like Drive, but, you know, it's it was pretty solid. I think they made like choice after choice that just makes it more frantic and like harder to follow. Like every shot is handheld and it's so close. Like you don't... They never do, like, an establishing shot of a room or anything. Like, it's always just so close, tight on all the action. You like It's easy to miss actors in the background of scenes and stuff because there's just, like, so much going on. It, like, starts immediately. You don't know, like, there's no grounding in the universe. And so at a certain point, it's like, okay, I get it. You don't want me to care about this. I won't. If that's If these are the choices you're going to make, like, you're asking me not to care about the movie that you're making. Yeah. And I, I didn't. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I've always kind of been interested in seeing a story about like a gambler who goes too far and there are movies that do this. Um, but I think they always put a little bit of glitz and glamor on it. Uh, and I think this shows more of a grimy side of, uh, just a scummy dumbass gambler. Um, it sort of does, but he also has this giant house, this really nice car, this nice apartment, this attractive young girlfriend. Oh yeah, these like all these really nice things. I'm sure. Oh yeah, that and I, I, I know I understand that. That's not exactly what I'm talking about. I I mean more the going inside of someone's psyche to find, um, like some real emotions and uh dangerous outcomes other than like i don't know it's hard to describe because in a lot of gambler movies there, there are some very real outcomes but in this i feel like i don't know they just felt more realistic it wasn't as bombastic as like hey we're gonna fucking break your legs and put you in the back of our car uh it was more like hey this is all building up into something that is going to be very bad for you. And because of that, it felt more grounded to me. I understand you feel very differently. Um, anyway, I, I, it didn't not feel grounded. Okay. I just didn't care. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like, I didn't understand. Okay, so he owes these, all these different people money, and then he gets money, and then he... Okay, so he gambles it, so that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But then he has, like, all this really nice stuff that he owns, and he's not, like, selling that or trying to gamble with that or anything. Like, if this is a story about a guy whose gambling addiction is so crippling that it gets him killed, he makes two bets in the whole thing? Well... I think the implications behind the bets because he's using other people's money to make those bets uh, so that he can make more. I mean, it is just, a, it's a story about a dumbass. Do I think the media overhyped this movie a little bit? Yes. Do I think it's still a good movie? Yes. Uh, but 
you know, I'm that's why I totally anticipated you having a negative reaction to this movie. Um, honestly, I don't really know how else to sum up the. I think it was. <laughs> I will say, I think it was really smart how they picked. Uh, they picked Kevin Garnett um, for their athlete because they purposely did that because they wanted an athlete who had a really good game and then both a game, both another really good game right after and a game that went really badly just so that the people watching would not know the outcome. Uh, and, uh, I think that built more tension. That was really smartly done by them. Um, anyway, I'll give it a rating if you're done talking about it, unless you have more to say. I was just going to say one quick thing going off of what you said, which is that like I had a, I had a friend who saw it and she didn't really like it either. And she said that she's not a basketball fan. And so that might be part of it. So I wonder like, cause I do really like basketball. And so I didn't, I didn't remember for sure, but I was pretty sure that the Celtics won that last game. So it's sort of this thing where like, if you're too big of a basketball fan, you know how it'll end. If you're casual. And if you don't like basketball enough, you might not like the movie. If you're casual <laughs> like me, you're in the sweet spot, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I think my rating for this is a 7.5 out of 10. Um, that's what I'm going to give it. It's pretty good. Liked it. Uh, Lakeith? Lakeith Stanfield. Yes. Oh, I noticed he has my job. exact jacket in the movie. Really? Yes. Oh, Darren's holding it up. I thought he did a really good job. This was a very different type of role than I've seen him play before. Yeah, he. And I thought he did. A I really think Lakeith Stanfield is a really good actor who needs to be in more shit. I mean, like he had a really good year with like Get Out. That year he did like Get Out and Sorry to Bother You, and then he did this. I can't really think of anything else he's really been in last year though. Um, very he's, good though. He's he's amazing. He was in the fucking Netflix Death Note movie. Oh oh, <laughs> that's but that he was in he was in Knives Out. That's true. He was in Knives Out. Oh yeah, I forgot about that, dude. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. He's a really good actor. I've seen interviews with him, and he is a strange guy, but he is I a very that. good actor nonetheless. Uh. He seems like a very nice, strange guy, though. He seems like he's like, um, like one of those wooks at like a music festival who offers you some acid. You know, <laughs> he's one of those guys. Um, and he's gonna be in. What the fuck am I thinking of? Isn't he in something that's coming out soon? Uh, I don't recall. I can't remember. Anyway, I thought he did a really good job. Uh, he's a great actor. Yeah, uh, I just didn't care about this movie. I'll give it like a 5 out of 10. It's, I didn't hate it. There was, there was nothing that I watched and it like made me mad. But afterwards, I just thought like, why, why are we even going to have a conversation about this as a culture? Like this is, this is like culturally neutral. Yeah. Uh, but that, I did have a lot to say, you though. You did. That is true. So... Because because people are crazy about this movie. Yeah. Maybe it's a phenomenon in that, right? 
Now the big one that we all have been waiting for. Let's talk about Parasite and let's get fucking deep into it, yo. Uh, yes. Jake's favorite movie of the year. Um, yes. I And my third favorite movie of the decade or something? It was very I high, remember. I remember. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's very deserving of its nomination for Best Picture. Uh, I think that this culturally is i mean you just talked about culturally so now my mind's on that but i think culturally this is very good for america to be making a big deal about because it's a very good movie and i feel like a lot of times mainstream moviegoers kind of veer away from foreign film and i think that's because of the subtitles they don't want to read but if you just like this movie proves i think bong joon ho the director himself when he mm-hmm. took he accepted his award at the Golden Globes, said that if you uh, stop fearing a one-inch bar of words at the bottom of the screen, you will open your world. If you can get over the one-inch hurdle at the <laughs> yeah. bottom of the screen, like you'll you'll find so many more great movies. Oh out yeah, there, is what he said. Uh, <laughs> and I think that Parasite is really important that we're acknowledging it as, um, as this. I mean, this is a phenomenon. This has been a phenomenon. Uh, I think we're acknowledging it as this really good movie, and it's very deserved because it is excellent. I think if it doesn't win Best Picture, and I really hope it does, I think if it doesn't, I mean, I haven't seen, like I said, I haven't seen all of them, but I think if it doesn't win Best Picture, uh, this should um, win at least Best Foreign Film, in my opinion. Oh, for sure. For sure. I'm going Everyone just wait. I'm going to be I'm, my rant is I'm going to be so mad when Once Upon a Time in Hollywood beats this for best picture. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. Uh I think I'm hoping that there isn't like a Leo DiCaprio type of thing this year where cuz Tarantino's never won a best picture and I'm yeah. foreseeing this thing where it's like Tarantino's never won a best picture. This will be the year this will be the year he wins Best Picture, and I don't think it's necessarily deserved. I did like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's a fine movie, but it's not the best movie on that list. It doesn't deserve to be nominated for the same award as Parasite. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have no comment on that. But uh, I think Parasite not only is important for moviegoers to expand their horizons, but it's important for people to watch in general looking at the class system especially in america it and watching this is it this is a south korean film right that's not north korean if that's what you're (laughs) i'm just making sure i had the country right uh yes he's korean the director's korean in the cast i think so the the subject matter of the movie knowing that it's from a Korean filmmaker and I assume a Korean writer as well. I think he, he wrote, wrote and directed. directed it. Oh, that's awesome. I'm pretty uh, sure. I, th- I think that is a really strong comment about the state of class warfare around the world, not just in America, but it's also really interesting that it makes so much sense to everybody in America as well. Uh, that's all. That's really like, I think that's one of the biggest takeaways we have to look at from this movie. Yeah, I think 
what you could do and what I I pray to God they don't do is you could make this movie, set it in America, and like everything would still basically work, right? Like they've already talked about the that as far stuff. as I know. Yeah. I don't even want to get into that. Uh but like all the class stuff, all of that I think would be would work exactly the same. Which is like it's really cool to see a movie that's a comment on your culture and a comment on another culture, which makes you think like, oh, it's a co- it's a comment on like human culture, really. Yeah. Uh. It, this this movie is just excellent. Uh, I've seen that they're in talks to make like a mini series. I don't even uh, want that. To be honest. What I said, what I said I would want is like. A Parasite Parasite limited series from Bong Joon-ho and Adam McKay in the works of HBO. And Adam McKay? Yeah. He has been step he's been dipping his toes into a lot of political uh He's gone from political satire to just political comment now. Which is interesting. But what I what I said would be cool to see is like an anthology series where it's just different people who have this rock that's like so central to the movie like how they get it and how they get fortune and then like lose it and then someone else gets the rock uh i think that that'd be a really interesting i i have i don't think that that's what i do hope i don't have any reason i do hope they put the rock into the series and i hope uh i hope he is a pivotal uh role in the miniseries um <laughs> I would love I would love a mini series that's just or a limited series that's just in this universe by the same rules but a totally different story. Uh Yeah, I could see that. Because this this story is so good. Like, it's almost what, like What are you going to do with a limited series? I, well, yeah, that's why <sighs> Well, this just goes into I mean, this has become such a over like the past three episodes, four episodes, I think this has become more of a cynical podcast than I thought. But I feel like they cynical, just cynicals. Uh, there we go. Um, I think that a lot of times with these big, they can't just let some. They can't just let something be a hit and then let it go. You know, they have to. They have to extrapolate on it and make as much money as they possibly can until it's beaten into the ground and ruined. Because I think that if they potentially make a miniseries that sucks, it could ruin the reputation of this movie, which is great on its own. I think Bon Joon-ho should just make a totally different story. I mean, I think what yeah. you said is actually a really good idea. I think making a totally different story, maybe in the same universe, is... A very good idea because it yeah it won't be it won't feel like it's a cash cow or a cash grab you know it'll just feel like he just wants to expand on the story i don't think we're being cynical like if we were talking about parasite and unprompted by anything i said i hope they don't make an american version of this that'd be cynical but to have an article where they're working on something with hbo like to not want that. That's not cynical. I I I think that Darren and I are basically optimistic about most things. Uh, I would call it more realism, but 
I could I, I could potentially agree with you. Maybe like even going into the new Star Wars movie, we both hoped it would be good, right? Like maybe we were maybe we were realists in thinking that a lot of the stuff that happened would happen, but we still wanted it to like at the end of the day, Darren and I aren't over here like cheering for something to be bad. Obviously, I would prefer that Adam Sandler did have an insane performance that was best actor worthy because I'd rather watch a good movie than a bad movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's not like it's not like I we go into things and we're like, oh, yeah, I hope this is bad because it's like this new Ghostbusters is ruining my ruining my childhood or this new Star Wars or whatever. Like I just want to, ex- I just want to watch good movies and watch good TV shows and have fun. Yeah. In this short goddamn life we have. Jake and I have been cursed with the critical mindset when we take in our entertainment and media, uh, because when we see things, we point out all of the subtle uh, nuance that makes it good or bad, and. We can't just enjoy something as easily as, uh, as you know, someone who just wants to watch movies. Um, and that's because we're better than you. But does it mean that we enjoy good movies on a deeper level? Yes, it does. We understood and appreciated Parasite more than any of you fucking idiots... You fucking lame brain dumbasses. You fucking you people who would rather who would rather fill your arteries with butter than fill your brains with knowledge at the cinema. We're so we're on such a higher level than you that we can appreciate movies on such a deeper plane. I think that's what Darren's that's trying ba- to say. Yeah, it's basic you hit the nail on the head. Uh basically um, pull your heads out of your asses. Um, if you enjoy Transformers, any of those movies, you're trash to us. And if you've ever seen a movie that topped the box office charts for the weekend it came out, unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. Stop listening to this podcast. Unsubscribe. We don't want you here. We really need, we really need all these subscribers. Uh, We're just, okay, let's get real for a second. Jake and I are not out to get anybody who just wants to enjoy a movie. We're just trying to fucking guide you in a direction and recommend something good to you. Let you discover something that you might like and why it's good. We're trying to teach you how to fish, not give you a fish. Yeah, exactly. That's a good way to put it. So, we are... Thank you, that's a metaphor I just invented. (laughs) So... We are, we're not telling you that your taste in movies sucks. We're just telling you that uh, certain movies probably took less effort or thought or they didn't touch us as much. And art is subjective. Film is a category of art. And we get... We all get touched by different things. So we try to have a wide range of mentalities when watching movies, and we find what we can recommend and what we can recommend to not watch. So that's the point of Snickles. We also want to start doing it more with regular stuff. We're getting on YouTube. It's happening. 
Ah, uh, Snickles. Hashtag Snickles Funny Twenty. Uh, oh, Darren, let's make a let's make a, a campaign poster for the, you know, for the like for the campaign for the election for the campaign. You know, it says, uh, Darren, just take this out of the edit, please. Uh, uh, Snickles Funny Twenty. I don't even care. I don't care. I don't care at all what other what movies other people like. I just I want to watch movies that I enjoy. That's it at the end of the day. Yeah. Life is short. Watch good movies. Put that on a shirt. Let's let's fucking do it. Let's fucking go. In the turn in the words of a lot of Twitch streamers nowadays, let's fucking go. Um I don't know. Let's I'm gonna give you already gave Parasite a rating. I'm gonna give it my rating because I don't think I have yet. I give Parasite a 9.5 out of 10. Right Ooh. there with Honey Boy, baby. Right there with Honey Boy. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, we can get more into, like, the acting was really good. It was a beautiful movie. All Like, all of that. It's as good a movie as it is important, and it's as important as it yeah, is. Yeah, it has a lot of, I mean, really, it, I mean... And the way it blends genres, too, is so smooth. I mean, I, I mentioned this earlier, how it feels like a smooth car ride. You don't even realize when you're going 85 miles an hour from 20 miles an hour, you know? Um, to, take it, to take it back to uh, what, what we did this week, my grandpa, when he took us out to lunch, I drove, I drove his Cadillac. Uh, and that is a car that is easy to get going fast. Um, <laughs> I really had to watch the speedometer because it's like you just tap it and you're just and you don't even feel it. That's how this movie feels. That's how Parasite is. It's just like it just takes you along for the ride. My grandpa's got a Cadillac is the point. I'm a fucking intellectual. <laughs> you're all a bunch of fucking idiots. Uh, what year is that Cadillac, Jake? 2015. Oh shit! So it's like a new ass Cadillac. My my grandpa's got a 2015 Cadillac. He's 92 years old, and he was talking to my mom about whether or not he should buy a new one. <laughs> His car doesn't have 10,000 miles on it. <laughs> my dad my dad does the same shit with cars. Like he, he he'll buy a new truck like every three years, just because he's just like, yeah, it's getting old. It's like. Dad, you work at an office. You're not like you're not hauling fucking. <laughs> you're, not, you're not hauling trailers and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he does work on houses and stuff on the side. So yes, there. I guess he is doing some like heavy work with it. But at the same time, he's not putting that. He's on the he's on the residential roads. It's not <laughs> like he's going up to the fucking like off roading with his buddies. You know, <laughs> he's not going. He's mudding. not going mudding. He's just working on houses <laughs> and going to work. Uh, Parasite is an excellent movie. I feel like I feel like we've been pretty focused the last couple episodes, which is kind of crazy. Just like our top ten lists, and then our Star Wars kind of focus. I feel like we're sort of losing it. Well, <laughs> we had we had all that tight focus, and now. We're trying to make up for it. Well, just... to be to be honest, lists are generally the uh, most focused form of 
journalism that you could that you could talk about. So it's easy yeah. to be focused when you're having a top ten list. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. And not so much when uh, you're just talking about you know three separate movies and then your week. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about, Darren? No, I'm good. Uh, go go give Parasite a watch. It's not going to win Best Picture, and that's a shame. Uh, Joker probably won't either. Joker's not if going to be win Best Picture. It's going to be Ford v Ferrari. That's going to. That's what I was going <laughs> to yeah. say. Yeah. Uh, I could see it being the Irishman too, because. The, no one in the academy has three and a half hours to watch a movie. They're just gonna fucking. They're just gonna be like, yep. Yeah, Martin Scorsese, Marty and the boys. Sounds good. <laughs> Give him the nod. Yeah, I don't think I don't I doubt anybody. I don't think anybody I know has seen The Irishman in its entirety. My sister and her husband watched it and they're like, "Yeah, you can skip through like the middle hour." We did. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. Yeah. Have you seen it? That's I okay. haven't seen it. I don't know if I will. It looks it's long. Four, it's almost four it's hours. It's almost four hours. Yeah. It's a toughie, know. you know? I have to decide if I want to set aside that much time, too. Maybe I should. I don't know. This is not interesting. Uh, Darren, do you have any genuine thoughts? Yeah, um, give Limp Biscuit a chance. Uh, just check out their uh, discography not really so much their newer stuff really just their singles and just hear me out when i say they are meme legends uh their music isn't good but it uh speaks to a generation of memers and i think oh and and treat your significant other with respect just be nice to your significant other uh if you're in an abusive relationship talk to somebody get help get out of that bad boy and, um, you know, look out for yourself. Put yourself before anybody else. Um, you shouldn't have to put up with nasty people. So, yeah. Uh, and that's really it. That's really all I have to say. Great. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, Parasite was a good movie. It's so good. In the words of Jake and Darren, it's so good. Uh, go go see a movie. Have fun. Uh, if you like a movie, then that's good. And if you don't like a movie, that's fine. But it's a bummer. So watch movies that you like. Don't um, talk, don't text. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, never never text anybody. Ever. Uh, we'll be bi-coastal next episode, so look forward to that. Uh... I don't. I. I think we're good. I don't think we have to say anything else, Jake. We're, Jake. Jake's okay. like looking. Well, he's really frustrated. He's trying to figure out something else to say, and I can see it on his face. I guess. I guess there's one thing. I guess there's one. What? Thing. What, are you, what is that? And that's to say that. The rivers of humanity will flow through. God, God again. fucking damn it.